0: welcome to the sense of soul podcast we are your hosts shannon mandy grab your coffee open your mind heart and soul it's time to awaken
1: oh my goddess today we have with us lisa melbourne she is the author of the book natural magic for the modern goddess create a life of harmony and magic this book is written from a place of deep acknowledgement and celebration for the feminine in all of us. Mandy and I have had this book in our possession for a few months now, and we absolutely have looked to this book for so many things. There is an abundance, abundance of divine wisdom that she has in this book, and can't wait to talk to her all about it. Hello. Hi, Lisa nice to meet you nice to meet you too i really looked forward to talking to you oh thank you
2: yeah i've also felt looking at some of your work that a lot of what we do is really similar so it's it's so nice to connect with women that you know i wouldn't ordinarily
0: connect with in day-to-day life the other side of the world I too so looked forward to talking to you. Your book was captivating from the moment I opened it up. You being in the Air Force and doing a tour in Afghanistan and your background and your stories, like the one on personal touch oh my god I was in tears reading that story you know my younger brother was a soldier who was killed in Iraq in 2007 when I read your background and about that story I was bawling because what's going on over there has just like whew, it's got me <laughs> oh,
2: Andy. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm so I'm so sorry so sorry for your loss. I, there's so much coming up being regurgitated I didn't ever personally suffer with anything like PTSD but I've found that certain things have come back that have taken me right back to 2008 when I was out there and I know a lot of people that are struggling and and trying to make sense of it and yeah dealing with personal demons as well and for those that have lost people it's yeah it's something that none of us expected to have to go through again, I
0: think. Well, thank you for your service and for sharing such hard stories to tell in in this book of magic. I could feel your heart in it. Sometimes it's hard to share and revisit those stories. So thank you. You're welcome. Unfortunately, I'm going to keep pulling on heartstrings. (laughs) And, you know, I just would love to jump in. And if you could just share with our listeners a little bit about your own personal story and the backbone of why you decided to write this book.
2: Yeah oh yes I'd love to I guess building on my own experiences and sharing that with others is my biggest mission to help other women who are struggling or feeling lost and that's exactly where I was when I left the military I you know I'd I'd spent years with a sense of direction and purpose. And when I came back from Afghanistan, I realised that I wanted more of a patient care role uh, rather than the trauma side of things that I dealt with as a medic. So I made the really difficult decision to leave the military, which was something I really didn't want to do. But I was late 20s. I was about to get married. I knew I wanted children. And I knew that if I was going to change my career, I needed to do it now. Um, So I left the RAF and then found out two weeks later that I was pregnant with my eldest daughter. And my husband at the time, he was in the Royal Marines and he was due to go away for eight months on his second tour of Afghanistan. And there was just no way that I could go back to university with a baby, no support. I had to let that dream go. And so there it was, I found myself, you know, I didn't know anybody where I lived. My only support really was my husband and he was away. And for the first time in my life, had no direction and, and felt like I relied on another person for everything that I had. And that was a really vulnerable place to find myself. And I really hit rock bottom and I probably stayed there for about almost two years. But in that time of being at rock bottom, I slowly started to search for ways of trying to reconnect to myself for the first time in my life because I'd never really paid much attention to myself. Um, I was always too busy being busy and doing. And so I realised that I didn't know myself. I didn't know I didn't understand where all of these emotions were coming from and I wanted to get to know myself even though I couldn't probably put into words that that's what it was that I was doing at the time and I started looking into mindfulness and I came across um, the concept of nature worship and mindfully following the the seasons of nature and the moon and I found that this anchored me something to hold on to, my port in a storm. And so I I started to build up this self-care routine around that. I decided that I wanted to find a, a new career that was based around natural and complementary health. And so I trained to be a reflexologist as an aromatherapist. And so I've been doing that for the last nearly nine years now. I still kind of kept what I would call the spiritual side of me, the mindful side of me quite Private, but I also realised the importance of it being a complementary therapist. The importance of your emotional and spiritual health—it's not just about your physical health—and and and so I created Natural Me, uh, which was a second part of my business. Put it out there that I wanted to share my mindful daily practices with women who were interested in creating a, a more mindful way of life around the
1: seasons and the moon and. Then that led to the book and here I am. <laughs> there was a time where I was doing some ancestry work and I was researching, there was curses put on the land. And, and I actually think I found some stuff in, in your book. You have a lot of prayers in there. Then you also have, have the reader ask questions, which remind me of like, um, like Zen quotes where they, you know, kind of challenge you to go deeper with what you're reading. And was that your goal to do with that? that Yeah, that
2: was my intention really, was to just get the reader to just take a a moment, take a step back, rather than being belt fed all of this information, um, and just give them some tools to be able to ask themselves some questions, to dive a little bit deeper, because I found that that was what worked really well for me. I follow Rebecca Campbell a lot and she was a major inspiration for me when I read her book, Light is the New Black. And I found that uh, soul leading questions really, really helped me to unravel a lot of what I was going through. I think it's always nice to reflect the energy back to the reader for them to just take a moment to ask themselves a relevant question. How does that make me feel? Where do I see myself going? The book's ultimately about reconnecting you to yourself, your passion, your purpose.
1: I felt like when I was going through stuff after I got your book, you're, you always had the answers in there. I found it to be like there was a synchronicity and even more on page 337. I don't know, Mandy, if you have her book, but go ahead and open up to page 337. Yeah, it's just, it's very ironic. Do you have a chapter in here about hurricanes? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just truly amazing. We had some synchronicity in three episodes in a row. You would be the fourth. Synchronicity is something Mandy and I, we used to get so excited, but when it happens the way it's happened recently around this goddess, Bridget, I feel like it's definitely like in your face, right? It's like like shining and blinking and I feel like obviously Mandy and I need to learn more and since you wrote a freaking chapter on it maybe you have the answers but I mean
0: we've never heard of her ever okay up until a week or so ago right Mandy yeah we literally had never heard of her we had a gentleman on who has a band called Wild Lotus Band and he had a song about healing that he had asked us to listen to. And at the beginning, he mentions the name Bridget. And it just so happens that our next guest was a Bridget. And she started talking about connecting with her Celtic background. Then I got a random email one morning, one of our book publishers, and this new fall book coming out about this goddess... And then we had on a woman who wanted to do a soul chat with us. She was a listener. And so we hopped on with her and Shanna just couldn't find her normal uh, tarot cards. So she grabbed the ones closest to her and she pulled that goddess. And then on top of that, the woman that we're on the phone with looks like her. She had the reddish hair. And then here we are right now. We start talking to you about it and we open up to your last chapter and there it is. So she is screaming for us to learn. She is.
1: (laughs) And what also is interesting is after that chapter in your book, it's the last few pages is you go into connecting with spirit guides. I will have to say that this is how... Archangel Michael came to me through many series of synchronicities, but back then I didn't realize, right? I mean, I thought it was strange that it was happening all the time, but I didn't realize exactly what what was happening. Then I had the same thing happen with St. Germain, which was completely just kind of like the Bridget thing, just random things ever to grab me to learn who he was. And so now we are talking to you and she's your favorite goddess. (laughs) She's obviously wanting to know Mandy Knight and we want to get to know her too. Yeah, I, I knew
2: nothing about gods and goddesses or any of the pantheons or anything when I first met her in a meditation and I didn't know her name. I just had this really vivid visualization with this woman with beautiful red hair but I had an, an inkling that she was, that I thought she was a goddess. So when I first came across her, the synchronicity, when every little thing that I came across confirmed to me that it was definitely her. So she is the patron goddess of ancient Celtic celebration of Imbolc, uh, which is uh, takes place on the 2nd of February around then. And it's a time when our ancient ancestors and our ancient Gaelic ancestors would celebrate the coming of spring. We were halfway between uh, winter and spring. And so we were starting to sense a turn in the season. And they used to pray and worship her um, and leave out milk for her as a blessing for the coming spring and healthy, healthy animals being born and just new life returning. So she's known as um, a goddess of fertility because of the fertility around us. at this time of the year or that we're starting to feel stirring within the earth so she's also known for being really supportive with new beginnings Um, she's known as a goddess of smithcraft and poetry when I saw her in my meditation as I say I, I knew nothing about her and she took me into a cave and there was all these things instruments and all sorts of stuff made out of iron And then I found out that she was known for being a goddess of smithcraft and forging things out of iron. And I had this visualization, I think, about three or four days before in bulk. And I found that she has turned up at times in my life. Um, either in dreams or meditations that have had that synchronistic quality to them. And I now call on her with my fertility clients because she had such a profound effect on me. I'd only just started to meditate. I was only just on at the start of my journey. And I I think she had such a profound effect on me when I found her picture online. And it was exactly how I had visualized her. I I knew it was her and I knew that it was a sign. I knew that she had been sent to me as a guide and she's been with me ever since. Yeah, I
1: just love that she's come up for us today as well. Me too. You know that my daughter, in the episode that I released, the day that all this started, in the episode, I actually quote my daughter, who I, I, I was laying down with her at night, And she was like, you know, mommy, I have a, I have a special spirit guide who has red hair, a green dress with burgundy trim. And, but she said her name was Americani or something like that. I I thought it was very strange. She's never said anything like that before. (laughs) And Mandy's always had like this connection to like, she feels strongly to Ireland. And she's talked about that in other podcasts. So it's just, it's very interesting. So she sounds like she's kind of an alchemist then.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've had other conversations with women who have come across her at times in their life when there is some major transformation going on, um, major change. She's the only one that completely captivates me and she's always shows up when I'm going through major transitions. And interestingly with your daughter, the name that she hears, it could well be that, that she who she saw was the goddess that we know as Breed, but they can give their name and we can hear their words differently from one person to another. So they will give them a, a name that they can understand or interpret. So maybe your daughter wouldn't have been able to have understood hearing how she might have pronounced Brigid, Breed, you know, whether it was
1: in an ancient language. You know, during my experiences with St. Germain, my daughter also saw him. And Mm. she actually described how he looked by how he's been painted and pictured. So I thought that was interesting too. So she must be really connected to, you know, seeing guides and spirits. Yeah. She's
0: nine. So hopefully she keeps that gift. (laughs) Yes. And, And Lisa, there's, there's a huge synchronicity in it for you that you met, you, you mentioned February 2nd, and that was also when you met your husband, correct?
2: Yeah, I realized that so many things, major things in my life happened around the 2nd of February. Um, it was the day that I met my husband. Yeah, 2222 two, 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 um, for me is a really strong number, that, um angelic number that comes up for me all of the time. When I discovered her and then I started to look back at major things that happened in my life, I realized that a lot of them happened around this date. And and then my book, interestingly, that was supposed to be released Christmas of last year was postponed because of COVID and everything like that. And at first I was like, oh, it would have been really great to have had it out as a stocking filler. And then when they said, oh no, it's going to come out the first week of February, I was like, well, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Of course, (laughs) that's my number, and I've been guided by. And my daughter's birthday is two twenty two, and this year it'll be two twenty two twenty two. Yeah,
0: wow! Well, I just want to tell our listeners this book like has everything in it. It blows my mind, Lisa. It has so much amazing information and guidance, and. It's so different too. That's what I also loved. I mean, I've read like a hundred books in the last year, you know, no offense to other authors because every book has had its own juice, but this book was like nothing I've ever read. It was unique. It has a little bit of everything. So I'm telling our listeners that if you want an amazing book, you know, it has a
1: little bit of everything, but it has a little bit of like sprinkles on top of everything.
0: Well, yeah, and tangible things that our listeners can do in any situation and how to listen to their skin and how to listen to their knees and how to listen to their stomach and how she gives you examples on like reflexology and and like little pressure points you can touch and how to have um, a ceremony in the moon like it oh my god it has so much it's amazing but <laughs> what I was getting at was I was being led to the triple goddess womb healing and this goddess also you said has to do with being fertile at spring season and so it kept coming up for me can we talk about the womb and womb healing and what does that mean
2: oh my goodness the womb and womb healing encompasses so much you know it's it's not just about your reproductive anatomy and physiology it's about everything it's it's the place where all of life is created comes from it's where we're birthed from it's where our mothers carry us it's our muscles and our bodies have memory. And so there are ancestral energies within the wombs of our mothers, that stuff is passed on to us, and we pass it on to our kids. And so there's so much stuff to unravel from womb healing. And we, the it's almost like, where do you even start? And this is what I do with my work with women, particularly those women will come to me because they've either got fertility, unexplained fertility issues, or they have irregular cycles, painful periods, you know, anything abnormal like that. Or they have feelings of being depressed, anxious, not good enough, feeling really, really low in their self-esteem. And I always, always, always bring it back to womb healing because there will be something energetic around who they are as a woman. A lot of the time, it's not even about issues that they're carrying that have come from themselves. It may have come from generations back from their mothers who have passed that negative energy onto them, usually unknowing. Ultimately, it's the seat of who we are. It's at the very seat, the very core of who we are as women. And if that's out of balance, everything else is out of balance. And it's such a, oh, it's such a minefield to dive into. It really is. But so important.
1: I love how you... Made me see myself as the triple goddess, the maiden part of myself is the child, right? And then I am now the mother, right? Yeah. And then the crone, you as here in the future, is so beautiful to me. Oh my God, I freaking love that so much. But then you took it further and you have the soul inquiry to go deeper. I mean, Lisa, this is so beautiful, this book. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's really beautiful. I never saw myself before. I've, I've done a lot of inner child work. So I've, I've been there with my younger self. They never, ever considered to really, really connect with my future self. I found
2: that when I was stuck in a place of feeling like I was in a rut and that I was kind of treading water and wasting my life and, and feeling like, Oh, I'm getting older I don't want to get older I want I want to go back to my 26 year old self most people are so busy either wishing that they were where they were wishing their life away and wanting to be I just need to get through the next couple of years and then things will be good you know and very rarely are we fully present and And appreciative of where we're at now until we have this moment I had this moment where I was I found myself looking back over old photos and I don't know about you guys but when I look back at photos I remember exactly how I felt about myself and and my life at that time that that photo was taken and I remember looking at all of these different photos from different periods of my life and thinking yeah, I wasn't happy with myself then. Yeah, I felt like I was probably, uh, I probably could have lost some weight or I felt like I wasn't confident enough or I wasn't this or I wasn't that. And and then actually looking at myself from my older self now, I was looking at myself through totally different eyes. Like, oh my God, you were so young. you You were so passionate about so many things. And I saw all the positives that I couldn't see when well, I was in that moment and you know each year that goes by and you know I was getting another year older and, and then thinking of all the things that I hadn't done or I wasn't good enough I should have done better I I then remembered that feeling of looking back at photos and actually being in awe of where I was at the time but just not appreciating it and that's where the concept of I mean, obviously that like the triple goddess concept is something that's been around for a long time, but it's where I started to tune into that grandmother aspect of myself, because I realized that that aspect of myself was something that I just did not pay enough attention to, but could really help me appreciate where I'm
1: at now. The wisdom, Um, right, of like a grandmother. I always tell people, God, if you have a grandmother... Talk to her like, oh, my God, the wisdom and all that she's gone through and seen. There's so much there and so special. Grandmas are so special. Mm -hmm. And so to connect with your future self as this wise woman is is really, truly a beautiful thing. I actually can't wait to practice that.
2: Oh, awesome, yeah. I, the ritual itself is lovely and it, it's just, it was also created, the ritual was created as a way of women really taking some time out to focus in on self-care and just paying attention to themselves, forcing themselves to take that time to turn inwards and love and adore themselves and shower themselves with beautiful essential oils and visualisations because people, it's all very well saying, oh, we well, need to practice mindfulness and you should try this and you should try that. But it's like, great. But can you leave my hand? Can you take my hand and lead me? Because I don't know if what, I'm doing it right. I don't really know what I'm doing. And so, yeah, it's a guide to help women who just need a bit of
0: direction back to themselves. I, these kind of things always get sprung on me, but I'm going to ask you, do you have your book in front of you? I do. Can you read page 232? Oh, I'm excited for this.
2: (laughs) My past does not define me. My femininity is my blessing. I let go of all shadows, real and imagined. They are not my truth. I am my truth. I am grateful for the lessons that these shadows have taught me. I am grateful for the resilience within me. I let go of it all without fear, without judgment of others and without judgment of myself. I am free, I am light, I am whole, I am worthy. I am free, I am light, I am whole, I am worthy. My femininity is my expression. My femininity is my song. My femininity is my sacred truth. I am the maiden, I am the mother, I am the crone. I am the giver of life, my body, a sacred vessel. I am the embodiment of creation, the first breath of life. I am free. I am light. I am whole. I am worthy. I am love.
0: Powerful. It's so interesting where I was led this morning when I was sitting with what to talk to you about, because um, I've, I've honestly not... Um, taken the time to really honor my femininity. And I think that women have been suppressed for so long that we forget to honor the womb, uh, our menstrual cycles. And then there's this really awkward space between being able to fully express yourself and then coming off to other people in the world being too provocative. Like there's all these conditions that have been put around like women truly embracing their femininity. And so I think it's a huge topic and a shift that you see happening right now. You know, I even said to my husband the other day, I'm like, it shocks the shit out of me that men were able to suppress women for so long, considering without us, there would be no life. (laughs) And he was like, I agree. And the only reason that we were able to is because strength, you know, that primal strength. You see this topic a lot right now. I would love to talk to you a little bit about, so you specialize in the clinical reflexology and with women's health and helping them through pregnancies or maybe even losing a baby. You lost a baby and you were vulnerable with that and talking about that. How does reflexology play into this and honoring ourselves as females? Let's dive into that. The
2: reflexology is where I started with my work with women. And so it, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a little bit like acupressure. Uh, there are points on the hands, feet and face that you can stimulate. And as reflexologists, we believe that they, these reflex points are connected to every major organs and system in your body. It has ultimately has a really balancing effect on the body. The best way and probably the most generalized way that I can explain it as a complementary therapist, you're not allowed to say the words, I can help heal you. You know, I can help fix such and such because we're not medical. But what I do find with my clients is that it has a really balancing and harmonizing effect on the body as a whole. Our body's like a row of dominoes. You know, if one goes, the whole lot goes. And with women's health, when I specialized in fertility and pregnancy, that's when I really, really, really dove into uh, the mindful side of emotional and spiritual health and how it connected to these physical ailments and conditions and problems that were coming up, you know, with women's um, reproductive health. So I then started to combine the reflexology with aromatherapy, which I studied in a, a few years later. And also I started to put together things like the triple goddess womb healing. And I created more of a coaching side to my sessions as well so that I helped women not only with the physical therapies and having my hands on their feet in their body but I was also touching on their emotional and spiritual health and helping them to connect the dots um, between what was happening physically and where the blockage might be coming from emotionally or spiritually and for a lot of us, we don't recognize that connection. You know, all we see is I've got irregular periods, I've got unexplained infertility. Well, let's 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 take a look at that and figure out what's going on in your life and you know, when did symptoms start happening? And so the work that I do incorporates the, the therapies, which, you know, I'm passionate about the reflexology and the aromatherapy, but it also very much dives into supporting women with the why and getting to the root
0: of what's happening emotionally and spiritually with them as well I love that man I needed you years ago I've always (laughs) suffered from the worst periods I mean it's always been so bad and I never thought to stop to really think about emotionally what was tied to that just like I wasn't taught to like stop and think about my asthma and my allergies and what emotions have been tied to that. Like I was shocked when I read on page 200, like about allergies, this constant irritation in your life that you were struggling to resolve a close relationship or partner may be forcing their opinions on you. Like I never, like I was mind blown. And I also thought it was very interesting that when you went through a lot of these things they were also connected to and aligned with the chakra system. Do you work with that at all?
2: Yeah, I do. I do a lot of work with the chakras. I incorporate them naturally into my treatments and work on balancing them. That's something that I include. You only brush over when you're studying your reflexology, but it's yeah essential to be working with that and with your energy centers, 100%.
0: I loved at the end of the chapter where you go through like your skin, your knees, your bladder, your kidneys, your stomach that you put the answer might not always be to change it, but simply to change your perspective. Why did you add that? I've seen
2: so many transformations from people who haven't actually physically changed anything, but simply by knowing coming from a different place of knowing something a piece of information it can change their energy it can change their life their health exponentially just from having that knowledge and I always say that to a lot of my clients it's sometimes just having the knowledge and understanding why something is happening to you it's like the key in the door that turns the lock and all of a sudden they'll come back and say I've only had one or two treatments with you, but what we touched on with why I may have been having this issue, I've acknowledged something and it's shifted an energetic block within the body, just like that. And sometimes that's all it needs is just that different perspective to shift that, what I call an energetic block, which is causing the imbalance
0: there's just so much good in this book. I mean, I, you want to know what? It, it's so good. I even I was even like gooing and gawing over your acknowledgements to people. I <laughs> loved how you called your friends your spiritual first aid team.
1: <laughs> well, you have a and whole then- chapter on that spiritual first aid team. Yeah,
0: exactly. I felt like
2: it needed a whole a whole chapter. I believe that I wouldn't be where I am today without. My SFAT, my spiritual first aid team, you know, and these are the people that you go to, to whether they are professionals or, you know, complimentary therapists like myself or friends who can support the whole of you, Mm -hmm. see you warts and all. There don't have to be many people in this team, but they are the people that help to ultimately rebalance you, reconnect you to yourself and to your health and well being. And I believe that, you know, what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another. So there are so many different ways of supporting your health holistically out there. So whether it's listening to your favorite spiritual podcast or reading, Something from your favorite author, your spiritual first aid team doesn't have to involve anybody that would necessarily cost loads and loads of money to have in your life. It's whoever or whatever therapy you have or person in your life that really does just reconnect you back to those three aspects of your health and well being. That's really important that you have those tools and those people in your life that can help support you with that.
1: We found that that was, you know, our whole purpose of doing our podcast and also our circles, which you have similar call to bring women together for this support. Can you tell us about that? Yeah,
2: so that was creating the Natural Me Sisterhood was the final foot out of the spiritual closet for me. I knew I had to do it. I felt called to create this this space, you know, Mm -hmm. with women from from whoever and wherever. I wanted to share with them and give them that sense of community. I wanted to teach them everything or show them or share with them everything, uh, merely as a guide, you know, for anyone who felt lost. The stuff that I'd learned over the last 10 years of my life, including the the mindful stuff around the moon and the seasons, but also the self-help reflexology I teach them aromatherapy. We have a section on goddesses and how you can work with their energies, trees, flowers. There's all sorts in there. There's work, self-help workbooks. There are 80 of us in the Natural Me Sisterhood now, and um, it's a really beautiful space. We get together around the full and the new moon. And we also get together around the turn of the season and we celebrate the energies of the turn of the season. At that point, Uh, we we have people, special guests come on and teach us um, with workshops and, and stuff like that. It's I just wanted to grow as organically as I could. You know, the Lisa's Body and Soul Clinic, the reflexology therapy side of my work, has always been driven um, by you know, making it successful, for, by being a successful therapist, by getting the clients in. Natural me, I did not want to come from that place. I just wanted to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how I want to connect with women. If you're interested, hit me up, come along and see how you like it. And we've got a really lovely, lovely group of women in there
0: at the moment. What does the rose mean to you? Because it's on the front. You also put that symbol on the front of your book, again, on page 60. And then you have a daughter who is what her name is, is it Ava Rose? Ava Rose, yeah. You, so, yeah. And then you use rose in a lot of your rituals. So can you, what does the rose mean to you?
2: So I didn't realize I had such a connection. I wasn't consciously so much aware of the connection I had with rose, until after my daughter was born. I, I don't consciously remember choosing the name Rose. She was always gonna be Ava. And then uh, I had a reading with a lady not long after she was born who said, oh, your daughter's name, the rose in it, it's, it came from spirit. And I remember, in my mind, I interpreted that as, did I have an ancestor in spirit that was called Rose? And I looked back through my family tree, couldn't find it. And I thought, I'm not quite, sh- I'm not quite sure. I realized that I had this fascination with roses. Roses kept cropping up everywhere as a, again, synchronistic. If I was having a day where I put it out there to the universe, give me a sign that this is what I need to do right now. And I'd be cycling to my kids to school one day. And this great great big rose that was the size of a dinner plate was literally hanging over the the path and just smacked me straight in the face.
0: Uh, (laughs) Your answer literally smacked you in the face.
2: Yeah. It's either roses or butterflies. (laughs) I love it. Did you design this? A friend did. I told her what I, so it's got the triple, triple moon in there and the rose. And so I gave her the ideas and I said, can you come up with something? And that's what she came up with.
0: It's mesmerizing. Like it was the first thing I noticed on your book. I also loved the like diamond and the moons. Yeah, it's, it's just mesmerizing.
1: Hey, did you know that Sense of Soul now has a Patreon where you can get exclusive episodes, mini series that Mandy and I have been working on for a long time that we can't wait to share with you? Monthly readings, Sense of Soul sacred circles, workshops, behind the scene clips, and much more. Hop on Sense of Soul Patreon right now and sign up. It's so confusing at the beginning when you awaken to these things you don't understand. And you put it all together in a book to help people get there. There's stuff about discernment, your aura. There's stuff about how to understand your energy body and all those things. I mean, it's just very helpful in all of the rituals and tools that you've included. It's just mm-hmm. really, truly, it, it, you, you say on the back of your book that it's natural magic for the modern goddess that will take you on a journey of self-exploration, self-care and well-being. And it truly is. This is like a really, really good book. Thank you.
2: I wrote it with my two daughters in mind. Um, in fact, when I started writing it, I didn't realize what it was that I was writing. Um, always knew I wanted to write a book. And then I, I got a journal for Christmas one year from my husband and I the, the book just came out. And I realized that I wanted to write something. I, I had no idea where it would go. I didn't know if it would be published. But what I did decide to do was that regardless, this was going to be for my daughters. I wanted in my mind, I thought if I was to drop off the face of the earth tomorrow, what would I want to leave them? What would I want them to know? You know, Me
1: too. I think that
2: all the yeah. time. <laughs>
0: I know. That's what I meant about the acknowledgement, the way you worded it. You were like, thank you to my two little girls, Ava Rose and Evelyn, who are the future readers that I held closely within my vision for this book and who inspire me to show them every day what it means to say, stay true to yourself, love every part of you and follow your dreams. I mean, isn't that what we want for all of our children?
1: I love you. Yeah. I love you, Lisa. I I do. <laughs> you are such. I honor the mother that you are, the writer that absolute wife. blessing. This world and this whole Bridget thing is insane, and it's just truly amazing. I feel like
2: I've known you guys for so much longer, and I could sit here and talk to you all night.
0: Like, I know. Oh, I know. Like, I know. Come, I come over and wall. hang yeah. out. <laughs> And now it's time for break that shit down. I guess my ultimate message
2: with, with all the work that I do is ultimately if you're ever feeling lost, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're struggling with your health, your well being, it means that there is a disconnection somewhere between you and yourself, the big old me, myself, and I there is a disconnection. And there's something that you're not paying attention to. Ultimately, you're not paying attention, giving enough attention to yourself. So life is asking you to just slow down, become a little bit more introspective, and take some time to get to understand yourself and know yourself better. Understand what makes you tick, create boundaries between yourself and others. If you feel that, your boundaries are constantly being abused there's nothing selfish with creating space in your life for you and you only and the one other thing that i want to tell people is always always put yourself first put yourself at the top of that pile because you know we've grown up in generations where you thinking about yourself is is being selfish you should put your kids first your husband first you're the you know no no, 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 no. no. You need to put yourself first, because if you are in the right place with you, then everybody in your life will be in the right place with you and your relationships will be happy and what you are unfulfilling and nourishing because you are fulfilling and nourishing your needs first. So don't be don't be made to feel that um, you should not be at the top of that pile.
1: Wow, that is so true. Thank you, from Andy and I. That's where it started. Self love,
0: love. Your personality matches what your book puts out. Like you can tell, the book is actually a part of you because you're very calm. You bring like this sense of peace and love, and the cover and the symbol and the colors like all brought that to me. So it's so beautiful to see that your book matches like who you are as a person. So thank you for sharing your journey. And as we know, it's a constant journey. I loved how you were vulnerable and sharing also that you didn't open your spiritual door for almost seven years. I think that's so important to tell our listeners that this isn't just something you can learn overnight. Everyone has a different path, some shorter, some longer, you know, just stop and smell the roses (laughs) or get smacked in the face with one.
1: I don't know. Can you tell everybody where they can get your beautiful book and maybe join your sisterhood?
2: (laughs) I certainly can. Yeah. So um, you can buy natural magic for the modern goddess anywhere online that books are sold. You can, uh, Amazon's probably the most popular place but um yeah you can just pop it into google google and you can buy it pretty much anywhere online at my website lisamelbourne.com and you will also find the sisterhood and the natural me academy there which uh yeah has a, a range of different memberships and online courses to help reconnect you to nature spirit yeah and a deeper sense of connection to Um, the earth and the cosmos around you and
0: your podcast and my podcast
2: soulful goddess so yeah check it out it's on all major platforms as well yeah just your daily dose of soulfulness
1: can people also get sessions from you distance sessions
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah so that's something you can again um find out more information on if you go on to LisaMelbourne.com, uh follow details for the natural me academy there's a link on there and there's some online sessions and stuff but yeah all my details are on there if you want to connect with me
0: Awesome. I might email you. My lungs are so bad from our air quality from fires and my allergies. Mother Earth seems like we we do have a lot
1: going on. Maybe she's uh, responding as well.
2: When you create a conscious relationship with the Earth, you know, like we do, it's hard not to think from a different perspective and think what's she trying to tell us you know why is this happening I get a real deep sense that she is fighting back now against all of humanity there are too many of us and we are continuing to exploit her and yeah it's that feeling of volatility in some ways I I think it's it's a good thing for us human beings to feel vulnerable every now and again in a way that And I mean that in, with regards to uh, our relationship to, you know, the the planet we call home because we have spent too long taking her for granted. We need to feel a little bit of vulnerability in order to pull our finger out and do something to change what's going on with the climate. Because you feel like, oh, I'm, you know, a small fish in a giant pond, you know, what am I going to do? But, you know, I talk about creating this ripple effect you know yes you're just one person but when you connect to somebody else and they connect to somebody else and this is that ripple effect and we are seeing that I stopped watching the news a long long time ago because I I, I ended up developing major anxiety and this overwhelming sense of hopelessness that I couldn't do anything to change what was going on in the world but actually You know, that's not necessarily the answer either, because, you know, you don't want to be an ostrich and stick your head in the sand and pretend that none of it's happening. Otherwise, nothing would change. And so you create your own news, you find your own news, you find there's so much positive stuff going on out there as well. And that's what people don't realise is that, you know, negative headlines are the ones that that will always come up on news at 10 you know but there is so much good going on out there holding on to that and being a part of that in in whatever small way you can will make a massive difference so go out there and find your own news as well and and focus in on that and, and supporting the good stuff that's going on as well that's something that I think we could definitely all do a little bit more of um, in today's world for
1: sure I don't know why but I just I sense this energy of Bridget from you in what you just said I don't know if it aligns with her if that's what she would have said but I definitely for some reason strongly feel that
2: totally I'm getting um I'm getting tingles like on my arms and legs which I usually get when I can sense my guides around me and as you know she's one of them and like yeah I, I think it would completely align with her because she's all about new beginnings fertile new growth you know we are the generation of change our generation are starting to turn things around it's slow and it's scary and we're worried that we're running out of time and we're not going to make a big enough impact but between us and our kids and their kids. You know, this is where the change is happening in our history and with our relationship to our planet and with each other as well. And we need to hold on to that and keep that in our minds when we're
1: connecting with women like us from across the world and the work that we do. So I just put this together. You know, a lot of people talk about this change and in, in changing in becoming a new earth which what she would represent
2: yeah yeah totally.
1: which just like saint germain what i just heard about him he is all about the age of aquarius and bringing you know feminine energy in. wow that just goes to show you it's truly divine if you're present enough with your life you will see these beautiful miracles and you will have this spiritual guidance that comes out of nowhere yeah it's truly amazing thank you so much lisa you've been a pleasure
2: i'd love to have you guys on my podcast as well i'd love as a perfect excuse just to you know have another chat
0: would love that. would love that. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Again, repeat on what Shanna said. It's been such a pleasure. I really
2: appreciate it. It's, it's been beautiful. It really has. And I just love my patron goddess has come through as well. It's just been brilliant and just a, a sign that it was definitely meant
1: to be. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, y'all go pick up her book. It's natural magic for the modern goddess. Create a life of harmony and magic by Lisa Melbourne. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe.
0: Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks
1: for listening.